Welcome to Grown Up Kids, a Disney podcast. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, and welcome to episode 80 of Grown Up Kids. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And we are still taking our little break from watching movies for a few weeks, and we're going to be diving into our park series again, bringing some magic into your home during this super strange time. Um, And we are missing the parks and want to chat about them, so we hope that you enjoy these episodes. Um, Today, Iggy really enjoys them. Iggy's here, and he's super excited. Um, So today, we will be discussing, especially in honor of May the 4th Be With You, an episode all about Hollywood Studios. Formerly known as MGM. MGM Studios, which, I'm not going to lie, it took me a minute to get used to calling it Hollywood Studios because, you know, growing up, it was called something differently. Well, same with, like, I finally call it Disney Springs instead of Downtown Disney. I know. It took forever. Yeah. Iggy, you too? Yeah. He's cool. like, yeah, I call it Downtown Disney. Um, Iggy, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so it used to be called Disney's MGM Studios, um, but a little bit of history on Hollywood Studios. It was Walt Disney World's third theme park, and it opened in 1989, one year before I was born. <laughs> um, this park has experienced a lot of transformations over the years, and it, in that time, has expanded its footprint by 11 acres, especially once the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge became a reality in 2019. That is not a small bit of the the park. No, it's huge. Um, So the park, which is supposed to be like an ode to Hollywood that in recent years seems to be all about immersing guests in the movies that they love. It offers a slew of attractions and experiences for all ages. Walt Disney first had the idea for a park based on the movies more than 40 years ago, but it wasn't until May of 1989 that the Walt Disney Company unveiled Disney MGM Studios, where guests of Walt Disney World could witness the inner workings of living, breathing movie and television production facilities. I do believe that there are many a ABC family shows that were actually filmed at Hollywood Studios and MGM Studios. That's super cool. And it also kind of acted as like a secondary Walt Disney archives because the, um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on the name of the attraction, but like the, oh, the backlot tour actually housed a ton of props from the movies and stuff like that. R.I.P. Which is really cool. Um, So... It was not until 2008 that the theme park underwent a major name change and since then has been known as Disney's Hollywood Studios. Whoa, 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 whoa. You literally just missed it. No. No. That means the first time you went, it was MGM Studios, and the second time you went, it was Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I did not realize it was that quick. That's weird. That is very weird. Because I went in 07 first time. Yeah. In summer. Yeah, in the summertime. And then summer of 08. Yeah. And summer of 08, I remember the I remember the name change actually because I bought that baseball raglan tee that said Disney's Hollywood Studios and that was like the very first designed merchandise of it being called Hollywood Studios. Yeah. 
Um, so in October of 2001, um, oh, hold on, back up here. Ever since it opened, it has nearly doubled in size and it is continuing to expand. I know that they have, I believe that they have some plans for possibly redoing, which I'm kind of sad about, the like animation courtyard area. Um, there's a lot of rumors of that being like turned into Pixar stuff, which would be cool. But like, oh, man, oh, man, that old school Little Mermaid show. I love it. One man's dream. You think they get rid of that stuff? Oh, yeah. Katie, they get rid of everything. They got rid of Snow White at Magic Kingdom. Honest to God, still shocked about <laughs> like, If they got rid of one of the, like, the original attractions that Walt himself like made, yeah, they'll get rid of anything. Yeah, you're right. Um, so in October of 2001, the studios became the focal point for the 100 Years of Magic celebration and a 15-month-long observance of the 100th anniversary of Walt's birthday. So the celebration marked the introduction of the giant sorcerer Mickey hat icon, which a lot of people had a lot of opinions about. To the point where it's now gone. <laughs> it is gone. Um, so back when MGM Studios first opened, the icon was the Earful Tower. Forever and always, the icon will be, in my eyes, the Earful Tower. <laughs> I was definitely one of those people that was not a fan of the sorcerer's hat. Um... It was just, like, so large. There's just... A, it literally took over everything. Like, it blocked the Chinese theater. And, like, that was, like, the iconic entrance of Hollywood Studios. Was you would walk in and you would see Hollywood. But then after they built that sorcerer hat, it was just, like, boom. Massive, cartoony-looking sorcerer hat. I understand why people loved it. I thought that it was, like, it was cool. I just didn't necessarily like the placement. But I don't know where else they would have put it. It just... They had room. Look, they built Star Wars. I just am... <laughs> I'm glad that it's gone, but I also didn't, like, totally hate it. Well, it just turned into a pin stop. There was a pin shop inside Truth. of it. But it makes me sad that the sorcerer hat is gone now, and the icon is not the Earful Tower again. It's t Tower of Terror. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's kind of it weird. Be tower. Like, I get it's the tallest thing there, but it doesn't mean it has to be the icon. The tallest thing doesn't have to be the icon, even right. though it is at the other parks, but like, whatever. whatever. Um, the one cool thing, though, that was introduced for the um, 100th anniversary of Walt's birthday was One Man's Dream. So it's an in depth exhibit on the life and times of Walt. It is honestly, the gem of Hollywood Studios in my eyes. We can talk a little bit more about it, like, in depth when we get to attractions. Um, but it is amazing. And I highly recommend if you have 30 minutes to set aside for one man's dream, do it. Yeah. Um, it is... A lot of it is, like, replicas. It's not all of the original stuff because um, a lot of it is in California either at the Walt Disney Studios or it's at the Walt Disney Family Museum but they've like created replicas for One Man's Dream which is really cool and there is some original stuff there as well which is really 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 neat um, but then okay so in 2015 
the sorcerer's hat was removed. And this was when Turner Broadcasting entered into an agreement with Disney to sponsor the great movie ride. Um, Rest in peace. Which isn't even there anymore, yeah. Uh, And then in 2018, we welcomed Toy Story Land. And then, of course, in August of 2019, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened with all kinds of stuff. And then later, 2019, Rise of the Resistance opened in December. Oh, can't wait to get to that. Last new thing is March of 2020, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened. And that is what took over the great movie ride. Sad. Okay, so admittedly, this is mine and Meg's park that we know the least about. That is not to say we don't know about it um but we were just talking before we hit record like when meg lived down there on her first college program and even when i came to visit her like just since then until now there's been so much construction there just been so much change yeah like it was one thing was closed and then something else was closed and then something else was closed and something was being changed and something was being built and which is fine because like now it's really awesome and like we knew the payoff was going to be great Mm -hmm. but like when we had a choice especially we do a lot of weekend trips so when you go down it's like hmm where do i spend my ticket especially before we were annual pass holder pass holders like where do i pick a ticket to go to magic kingdom or the two rides at hollywood studios you know so it always everyone else always won out so like two rides at hollywood studios you're gonna get some hate for that comment Two rides that I was personally interested in at the time, and now I deeply regret because a lot of the rides that I think I took for granted are are gone. gone. So that super, super sucks. Yeah. But anyway, so since we don't know it as super well, we did pull up a map because we finally, like, dove back into Hollywood on our last trip. But, like, we spent a lot of time in Star Wars. Yeah. Um, So we know a bit about that. But we're keeping a map up just so we don't get lost because, like I said, we don't know this park as well as we know the other ones. And I will get turned around when I'm there physically. Correct. So, <laughs> mentally. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, I do okay. But um, this is just one that we struggle with sometimes. And I'm hoping to change that. I really like this park a lot more now that, like, everything is open. Um, it's really weird because my first trip there. And I love the Skyliner. Yes. Just throwing that out there. Agreed. My first trip there, like, when I had to rate, not had to, but when I rated the parks, like, Hollywood was probably my second favorite because I loved the thrill rides there. And, like, now I'm less of a thrill ride person. Not that I don't enjoy a good roller coaster, but I'm less inclined to ride those rides as I am to ride. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. I don't know if that's why it's changed or whatever. But now it offers a lot more than it used to, so... Um, So I guess starting out, like, there's no attractions on Hollywood Boulevard. That's, like, strictly all shopping. Um, I love that strip, though. I do, too. I think that it is beautifully themed. I love, like, the, the, like, stoplights, and I loved the citizens of Hollywood when they would be out. I don't know (laughs) if they're a thing anymore, but um, I loved citizens of Hollywood. No, they still are. Are you sure? They work around. I have a feeling that some stuff got cut even since the last time we were there. Mm. But I don't know. Um, But I do enjoy the Citizens of Hollywood. Cross our fingers. Hope they're still a thing. And I just love that, like, at the end of the street, 
is the Chinese theater, which, like I said before, was one reason why I didn't super love the sorcerer hat, just because it blocked like that perfect Hollywood view, you know? Um, so up first, if you go to the right when you're walking down Hollywood Boulevard, you hit Sunset Boulevard, which is where a lot of thrill rides are. And by a lot, I mean two. But this is they're my two jam area. of the best. Yes. So yeah. there's a lot of shopping on Sunset Boulevard. There's a villain's shop, which is kind of cool. Um, I believe that that is where Starbucks is located now. Um, also the entrance to Fantasmic, which we can talk about in a little bit when we get to shows, but that is where you would go for Fantasmic. That's also where you would go for the Beauty and the Beast show. Yes. Which I love. It's like, so in the last episode, we talked about Animal Kingdom and how they had Broadway style shows and you could see two of them. Well, at Hollywood Studios, you can also see a Broadway level show and go see Beauty and the Beast. I love it. Three. There's three shows at Hollywood. There's Beauty and the Beast. There's Frozen. And Little Mermaid. And Little Mermaid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, and then Indiana Jones as well, which is like a stunt show, which is super fun. But um, so there's the theater for Little Mermaid. There's Fantasmic. And then there is... No, theater for Beauty and the Beast. What did I say? Little Mermaid. Oh, sorry. Yes, Beauty and the Beast. Fantasmic. And? Uh, Tower of Terror. Yes. Which is one of my top ever rides. And actually, I'll save that thought for my favorite memory of this park and maybe one of my favorite memories at Disney, period. Um, and then Rock and Roller Coaster, which also has this little area behind that that is like where you can can you meet lightning mcqueen back there? i think so that's where they moved to the lightning mcqueen meet and greet yeah it's like a little cars meet and greet where you can go and like take pictures with them which is it's cute and i think there's usually a couple of his friends with him too mm-hmm. which is really cool yes i wish they f- they should come up with a way where you can like speak with them they could do it they could do it but anyway are we talking attractions yeah, I mean, a little bit. So, like, Rock and Roller Coaster is an upside-down roller coaster. It's intense. It's super fun. It's themed right now to Aerosmith. There's been a lot of talks about them retheming Rock and Roller Coaster for a long time. Really? Yeah. But I don't think that they should. I no think way, that man. it's perfect. It's so good. Like, I love the whole thought or, like, the whole concept the of alley. it. back alley. Yeah, you're, like, in the back alley and, like... You come into this recording studio and they're going to the concert and they won't leave you behind so they get like a super stretch and they that's the ride. You flying on the highway to this to concert. To get to the concert, yeah. And you're like jamming to this music. And, and yeah. then the ending, you're like at the backstage entrance and they like <laughs> yeah. tell you to like, they say like welcome VIPs or whatever. Walk this way. Walk this way. <laughs> um, but I love it. I, I love the music. It's just such like a cool vibe. Um, it's always fun, especially I love, 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 love coasters with a launch. Yes. And this one starts with a massive launch and I scream every single time. And of course that's where they take the picture. So like you look wonderful Heck every yeah. time. But yeah, it's a solid ride. It only goes upside down twice, I think with maybe, maybe a twist. two or three, like maybe two solid upside downs and one twist or something like that. And they're not bad. Like, yeah, it's intense cause it goes upside down. But, like, I've 
ridden some really intense upside down coasters. Like Hulk at Universal? No. Yes. No, man. Never again. I man. can't do it. Shout out to uh, Dueling Dragons, too. Nope. Never, ever, ever again. Thank God it's gone. Sorry for anyone who <laughs> loves it, but hated that ride. Um, and then Tower of Terror is like a free fall attraction where you're in a, an elevator. Twilight and- Zone. They take you to the Twilight Zone. What I love about Tower of Terror is that, like, the actual ride is different every time. Yes. Like, you never know how many times you're going to drop or shoot up or how long you're going to pause. Like, you just, you have no idea. It's different every single time. Yeah, you don't know if you're going to shoot up first, if you're going to drop, if you're going to drop a little, then shoot all the way up, if you're going to shoot all the way up and sit there for what feels like three hours when it's only, like, three seconds. So good. And it's cool because the door's... (laughs) pop open and you get a view of like the whole freaking park yes not that you really take it in because you're terrified but so good so good also like the fact that those cast members kind of have the same job as haunted mansion cast members where they have to like stay in character the whole time stay solemn and yeah yeah so good because it's a ghost hotel basically um so i'm thinking we kind of swoop around the park like counterclockwise okay cool with that so once you come back out of sunset boulevard you're back to hollywood boulevard and then you would hit the chinese theater um that used to be the great movie ride r.i.p i loved that ride so much it was where you could go and see mary's horse from mary poppins and they alternated one of the other props. I feel like it was just kind of like it depended on what the popular movie was at the time. They would usually like have something. Um, Didn't realize how much I liked this ride till it was gone. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'll never get to ride it again. I probably should have ridden it more or appreciated it more while I was here. I actually, my roommate on my first CP, she worked at it and she loved doing it. Yes. She got to spiel the whole time. Spiel. Um, spiel rides would give me hardcore anxiety attacks. So shout out to well, anyone who's good at those. she was like a theater person. I know. Like Jungle Cruise and Great Movie Ride. Those are like the, oh, and Kilimanjaro. Those are the ones that you like wanted oh, to get. I would have loved Kilimanjaro. That would have been, been cool. fun. Um, but now it is Mickey and Minnie's rail, runaway railway. Which we have not experienced. No. I don't want no spoilers from any of you grown up kids. No. The plan <laughs> was to ride this on my birthday weekend. Yes. Next weekend. Two weekends. Yeah. But that obviously is not happening. So, um... One day. It looks amazing, though. It's basically like you're put into the cartoon, and that's all I know about it. Yeah. Is that you, like, become part of the Mickey cartoon. Yep. Um, I've heard amazing things. Yes. So, then if you go to the right, that's where you would hit Animation Courtyard. So Animation Courtyard is kind of one of the more, like, classic areas, I would say, of Hollywood Studios. It is a mix of old and new, though, which I kind of like. So you've got the Playhouse Junior show, which is good if you have little kids. And they have, um, I think you can meet Sophia the First, Jake the Jake and the Neverland Pirates, maybe Doc McStuffins. Um, but I think that, like, they have meet and greets for all of those characters, and it's, like, a little dance show that they put on that's super cute for little kids, um, or adults. I mean, whatever is your jam, I don't care. (laughs) And then 
back in the old animation building, it is now, oh gosh, what is it called? Hold on, they have it over on this map here. It's like a Star Wars being right? It's called Star Wars Launch Bay. Yeah. Um, so Star Wars Launch Bay is meet and greet, and you can see authentic movie props merchandise and meet, I believe, Kylo Ren, Chewbacca, R2, BB-8. What a rip off Tomorrowland. Get your own name. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars Launch Bay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I we've never done that. No, because I feel like we're very sad about that area because this area used to have... The Animation Academy. The Animation Academy, which we would love spending time in because you got to draw these characters with a Disney animator who was up there. It was awesome. So, yeah, we've never done Star Wars Launch Bay. But that being said, I think I want to, especially now that, like, I feel like since going to Galaxy's Edge for the first time, it's kind of turned us into bigger Star Wars fans than we were yeah, for prior. Sure. It's Not that like, we weren't Star Wars fans, but, like, I just appreciate it a little more. It's like how we talked about Pandora in the yes. Animal Kingdom episode. Yeah. Because you go in there, you don't know anything about it except you saw the movie once, you liked it. You go in there and you're like, I need to have my own avatar. I have to. <laughs> So then you go to Star yeah. Wars Galaxy's Edge and you come out and you're like, I need a Ray costume. I need a lightsaber. I oh need a gosh. droid. It's so true. Like, I'm literally not even that huge of a Star Wars fan. And I was like, I want to build my own droid. Yeah, I'll totally use it. <laughs> like, I We I, were even like, I won't. We'll, we'll chase the cats with it. It'll be great. <laughs> oh, we did not get a droid. But anyway, we can talk about that when we get to Galaxy's Edge. Right. Because that also houses some of the more classic parts of Animation Courtyard. Such as the Little Mermaid um, show, which I like that show is so retro and so cool. It so yeah, it's like a live stage show with live singing, which is amazing. And then they also utilize lasers, which oh, is like yeah. so eighties and nineties. It's great. Lasers are back. They use it in Happily Ever After. Yeah, lasers are back. Yeah. I, I love that show, though. It's just, like, it's such a classic. It's been there since I, I feel like it, has it been there since it opened? I don't know. Possibly. But, um, I love it. And I used to love it as a kid. And, it, like, nothing about it has changed since I was a kid, including, like, the waiting room that you go into with, like, it looks like you're in a ship and there's all of these, like, fish crates and stuff like that and nets and seashells and, and then you go into the theater and you like looks like you're in a reef i just mm -hmm. love it it's so retro cool and i hope that it never goes away but it's just one of those nostalgic shows that i hope sticks around forever but deep in my heart i know it's not gonna stick around forever um little mermaid's a classic though it really is and we've really been digging little mermaid during this quarantine we've watched it like three times <laughs> I don't know if Katie's yeah. enjoyed watching it three times, but I've put it on three times. Have I complained? No. Exactly. I have been enjoying it. Good. Um, and then the next thing is One Man's Dream, which, like I mentioned before, is kind of like this little, like, homage museum to Walt and the history of Walt Disney himself and... Um, a little bit of the company. And then there's usually like a preview for 
an upcoming movie. Like, I want to say that they had, like, a five-minute sneak peek to Onward in the theater. Oh, I think I remember hearing that. I think the Brookhart's watched it. Yeah. I think I remember seeing that on their, one of their vlogs, the Brookhart Project. Shout out to them if you guys want to vlog Disney vloggers. They're not Disney vloggers. They're daily vloggers, but they go to Disney a lot, and I highly recommend. Um, I loved in One Man's Dream, One, One Man's Dream, how they'd have, like, scale like when they were building um shanghai they had a giant model of it yes you know what i mean and it's like whoa yeah yeah like that kind of stuff and then they have like again they're probably replicas but like walt's desk that he sat at when he like, was a kid as a child and, yeah i believe that that is a replica the original is at the walt disney family museum in san francisco um but it even has like his initials carved mm-hmm. in it it just has all this cool, all these cool facts about Walt. Like, if you're a Disney history buff or nerd or even slightly interested in it, it's totally worth your time going in there. I so regret not going to the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Fran when we were there. We'll go. I know that we will, but, like, I wanted to, and I was like, no, it'll be fine. You won't miss out on it. Yes, I did. <laughs> um... But yeah, I love One Man's Dream. They also have a cool, like, overhead model of Peter Pan, like the attraction oh, Peter yeah. Pan. So you can, like, see what the track looks like and how it works and, like, how all the rooms are divided. It's really cool. Um, they have that for a couple different rides. And then, like Katie said, they have models for all the different parks and stuff around the world. They also have the Abraham Lincoln animatronic from New York World's Fair. Which is cool. And then they have the map for Epcot. Like, Walt's real Epcot in the Florida Project. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Um, but yeah. It's like one of those things where you're walking and it's hot because you're there in the summertime. And you're like, oh, this looks neat. And it's air conditioned. And then you go in there and you fall in love. Mm-hmm. Because it's just... <sighs> they even have the cool history. models of all of like the icons. Like, they have the Tree of Life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they have Spaceship Earth. It's really sick neat in there, man. It is really awesome. And then there's also a little film that's associated with it that if they're not showing a sneak peek to an upcoming film, they have the One Man's Dream movie that they play. Yeah. That is great. It's got some cool old footage of Walt. And if you are a Walt fan, you will literally love it. Anytime I see anything regarding Walt, I just get like this feel the same feel you know yeah it's just like the walt butterfly they have like a (laughs) they have like a replica of his office from burbank which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. like set up exactly as it was when he left it Mm -hmm. um next up is so this is kind of like a weird unused area now which i think is kind of Like, they're going to do something here. So right now it's called An Incredible Celebration, and I believe that's where you can meet the Incredibles. I've never done it. I've never walked back this way since Toy Story Mania entrance changed, but this used to be the entrance to Toy Toy Story Mania. Um, They used to also have, like, a Woody and Buzz meet and greet over there, and I think that that is now where the Incredibles are. It used to just be, like, this one strip where you, like, were shrunk down to the size of a toy. Yeah, and, and they, they had have, the monkeys and the, and green the Scrabble letters. Yeah. Yeah. 
So cool. But then obviously they redirected all of that over to Toy Story Land because that makes sense. Yeah. But that little area, that's why I kind of feel like Animation Courtyard and the whole area where like the Incredibles are is just waiting to be redone. Mm -hmm. Well, didn't they say they're going to make a Pixar area, like a real, not just That's Toy what Story. they, yeah. Like, I, th- I have a feeling where the incredible celebration and animation courtyard, they're just going to do more um, Pixar. I did also, this is kind of neat, like, I don't know why all this information was, like, coming out during quarantine. It's like people are bored, so they're, like, spilling the beans. <laughs> but Lord. they had a concept for a Monsters, Inc. roller coaster that they... We've been saying this for years! That they, like took off the table it was like a family friendly coaster like with the doors which is literally exactly what i mean kate knows i've we've said it for years Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. should do a roller coaster with the doors where you're trying to find boo's door or something like that that was like exactly what they had created and then they were like "Mm, no like why (gasps) like how cool like so we rode the monsters inc ride in disneyland it was cute. It's just a dark ride. Not just a dark ride, but it's not yeah. a coaster. And then they have one in um, Tokyo Disney where, like, you have to, like, shine your flashlight and, like, you interact that way with the Monsters, Inc. ride. But they need something at Disney World. I think you have to find Boo yeah. throughout the, the story they or the need, ride. They need a Monsters, Inc. addition to Disney World. Disneyland White. has one. Disneyland has a Monsters, Inc. ride. Do you remember that? Oh, I thought you just meant Japan. No, <laughs> I said we rode the one. It's a dark one. Oh, yeah. Um, it's okay. Yeah. I love you. I thought you were just talking about Japan um, because it's also a dark ride there. But anyway. So Toy Story Land. Toy Story Land. Okay. It's smaller than I thought. So we just went there for the first time in December, right? It is a little smaller than I thought. It's smaller than I thought. Not small, Hot. small, small. No shade. Yeah, no shade. Imagine like old school Epcot. <laughs> yes. Or still Epcot, let's be real. Yeah. Um, but super, super cute, highly themed. I am a major Toy Story fan. Like, that was my jam as a kid. Aladdin and Toy Story. That's all I cared about. I had my own Buzz and Woody that, like, I tried to catch being alive. You know what I mean? Um, I was obsessed with the idea that my toys talked to each other. Yeah. I would try and catch them. I'd, like, peek my I, I wrote my own short story about my toys' lives when I wasn't in the room. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have Slinky Dog. What's the what's the whole Slinky Dog Dash? Slinky Dog Dash, which I was so excited to ride, and it did not disappoint. My mom even loved it. Uh-huh. It is truly okay. So like they say that Hagrid's motorbike adventure in Universal is family friendly, which it is. But this is a family-friendly roller coaster. Like, yeah. there's no part to it where I'm like, you might want to warn your kid if. You know what I mean? Like, it's so smooth, it's fast, and yet it's not, like, breakneck speed. Right. There's fun, like, dips and twists. and. I love the little part where you, like, wind up, too. Yeah, yeah. There and there's go. a launch, which is why it's yeah. so good. And it's long. It's, like, a good length. It's not like it's, you know, it's not like the... um hippogriff flight of the hippogriff at universal where it's like over in five seconds it's like, like a good or like uh goofies yes the barnstormer yeah it's like a good length family friendly coaster and it kind of takes you like 
around all of Toy Story Land, which is fun. And, like, the theming of... So, if you've ever been on Toy Story Mania, which we'll get to, that queue is freaking awesome. This queue is super cool, too, because this whole place, you're transformed down to a toy, but, like, you're amongst all these, like, game boxes, and there's just, like, so much to look at, so much little detail, like, what did Andy write on something, or, like, how much did they really put about these game rules? It's all there. Yeah. Like, they didn't skip a beat on anything. So, that's super good. Um, like, the area where you get on Slinky, it's, like, it's Tinker Toys, isn't it, or something like that? Like, he built the line, like, he... Like, he built the line for you to wait in for the Slinky Dog coaster. Like, he right, made right, right, this. Right. Yeah. 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 Super cute. Alien Swirling Saucers. Thought I was going to hate it. She Loved did think she it. was going to hate it. She would, like, on the verge of not even wanting to ride it. I was like, I'll wait in line with you guys, but I hate spinny rides. I can't even do, like, the scrambler at your local fair. But it's, like... It's not like that. It's like the Scrambler, but it's not like the Scrambler. Like, you get the same, like, G-Force feeling at some points as the Scrambler, but it's not like a constant turning, turning. It's more like a figure eight. It's more like a So it's a, yeah, so it's like a little less intense than the Scrambler because you have that, like, reprieve of doing the figure eight instead of just a circle. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it doesn't, yeah, it's not too fast. It's the perfect speed. And, like, I have weird motion things, and it didn't bother me at all. Like, I got off of it and was like, oh, my God. Like, I would do that again. Easy. Like, I don't do teacups. I don't do Dumbo. I don't do Astro... What's that one called? Astro Orbiter. Astro Orbiter. Nope, none <laughs> Miss of those. Tomorrowland is my favorite land. You don't even know Astro Orbiter. Because I don't ride it. I don't I like know. it. Um, but, yeah, Alien Sasha Spin, I highly recommend. It's and they really play fun. The coolest music in there. They do. We actually, what song did we get? They were playing Christmas songs. When oh we wrote yeah, it. they like mixed between like a, like a. It's all like spacey. Yeah. Like imagine being in Pizza Planet, but like, no, no, no. It kind of sounds like, um, like the Buzz Ride. Yeah. But like the end of the Buzz Ride. Yeah. 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 The exit music. Yeah. Um, and then we have the ever popular Toy Story Midway Mania, which is such a fun ride. I'm so glad that they made it, like, it bigger. Mm-hmm. The capacity tracks. is higher. Yeah, because that ride always had a line, and it still does, but, like, I'm glad that more people can ride it now. But... You can't yawn. We're talking about Hollywood Studios. I know. But the lines, like, it's it's nice because, like, people are more inclined to go in line for Slinky Dog Dash now. So Toy Story Midway Mania, their line has kind of dropped a little bit, which is really nice. I actually think that the wait for Toy Story Midway Mania is more worth it than Slinky Dog Dash. Not that Slinky Dog Dash isn't amazing and fun. It is. But at the end of the day, it's just a roller coaster. Right. Toy Story Midway Mania is, like, super 4D immersive, like, game where you can, like, have a competition against the people in your car and, like, you're super into it and invested and it's just super fun. It's basically you, like, go around a fair and you play all these games and you try and get as many points as you can and then you, like, win a virtual prize at the end. It's addicting. It's so much fun. Like, if I could just ride that on repeat, I'd be on it all day. Yeah. Like, I gotta get the high score. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, Carly says it's like the Space Ranger spin, but Woody's version. Yeah. I like that a lot. That is true. Yeah. And, like, Jesse is there to help. It's like Jesse and Woody kind of, like, tag-teaming it together. 
um, Woody's lunchbox is the food option here. And we didn't necessarily talk about food options anywhere. There is a quick service on Sunset Boulevard. That's actually really good. That is pretty good. But it's bas- it's basically just like American fare. It's like yeah. nothing super duper fancy. Whereas Woody's lunchbox is a little more themed. And it's delicious. Woody's lunchbox, at least when we went, what it's very small. It is small. There is not a lot of places to sit. Correct. As is most of Disney World as far as food and quick services go. But... Um, it's only outdoor seating yeah, as well. Yeah, so it was kind of hot. It was hard. People people are not nice when it comes to that, and they're, like, literally elbowing people out of the way to try and sit. People are, like, and... stealing tables. It yeah, was ridiculous. Yeah, very crazy. Um, you know, you finally grab a table. You didn't realize someone else was waiting for it. People get really angry. That all aside, the food was so good, so yeah. different, because, like, Disney's really diving into different food offerings, which we did talk about a little bit in our last episode. Like, it's not... Magic Kingdom, to me, has my least favorite quick service food. Because same. it's all chicken it's all nuggets, same. it's all burgers, it's all just... Except, like, Pecos. Pecos is, like, a nice difference. But right. that's... But, yeah, it's... Yeah. Generally, it's just your fair food. And Casey's. Casey's is my favorite. <laughs> um, I'm making Katie change her word here. I know. Um, but... But no, honestly, I agree. Woody's has, like, really cool sandwiches. Um, we got dessert there, didn't we? Yeah, we, really cool dessert. They desserts. have, like, homemade Pop-Tarts. Mm-hmm. That are super good. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, different, you know? And you can do, like, the they online have this, like, order. barbecue briskety type grilled cheese that we got before we were not eating meat. Right. They also have just, like, this classic grilled cheese. They have really good tomato soup. Turkey sandwich. Yeah, my that's what my mom got was turkey. But you can order ahead, which I do recommend because then you're not standing in a line waiting to order. Mobile ordering there was the best because those lines were so long. And then yeah. at least you could, like, wait and find a table and then hopefully your food's ready by the time you find a table. Yeah. Also, excuse me, what is alien juice and why didn't I get it? Yeah, I didn't. I don't know what that is either. Carly, I have to go back now. I mean, we're gonna. <laughs> Obviously. So it's fine. <clears throat> but yeah, it's definitely, if you can make it work, good food. Very good food. Good food. I highly recommend it. It's probably one of the better quick service options at Hollywood, in my opinion. So. Next area. Do we want to go backwards? Do we want to save... The new for last. No, you want let's to just. Dive in? I mean, we said we're gonna go counterclockwise. Let's okay. do it. Okay. So it's next up is Galaxy's Edge, so that you can actually enter Galaxy's Edge from two different areas. You can enter it near Grand Avenue, which is like by the Muppets, and kind of by Star Tours, or you can enter it kind of from the back over by Toy Story Land. Um, this area is huge, and it is incredibly immersive beautiful incredibly themed it is like nothing they've done before it's kind of it's hollywood studios pandora yes um it's hollywood studios pandora it's universal's harry potter it's magic kingdom's new fantasy land yes it's epcot doesn't have anything yet yet they're but they're They're working on it um it's very good though it's literally like it's so gorgeous. So I've, uh, one of our friends is like, he grew up 
loving Star Wars. Like, he's a Star Wars fan. Um, and he was like, you know, he hasn't been there yet. But we he's FaceTimed like, him. Right. But he's like, you know, I just don't know how I feel about it. Because, like, as a Star Wars fan, I want to go to the bar that Luke and Obi-Wan went to. I want to go to Tatooine. I want to go wherever. Like, why am I going to this random planet or place or whatever? Which I get. Which I understand. And I was like, yeah, you know what? You're probably right. But then I went there and I was like, I don't care. This is cool. I feel like I'm in the world of Star Wars. I don't remember what the place is called that you're actually at. Batu. Yes. So I, I don't care because you go in there and there's, there's like just the greenery and like the machinery. And then you the rocks. Go, yes. And then you go into like the marketplace and I'm like, oh my God. Like I'm I feel literally like this there. could be in a movie even though it's not. Yes. And like I'm okay with that. Because they have stores down to like this shop is little kid toys that like I could see in my brain a young Star Wars character purchasing. Like yeah. it all makes sense. None of it is like that doesn't belong here. That's weird. Yeah. Or that's Disney World. Like it's like a little up Star kid Wars. from Tatooine buying a little plush of an Ewok. Yes. Like it just makes yeah. so much sense, and it looks like rusticy and like handmade. Yeah, it's very, very. Um, so cool. It's cool because it's like when you walk in there, it's almost like wow, I'm visiting a new place within the universe, like a place that nobody's ever seen yet. That's how I felt. And yeah. it's it's really neat, and like I don't. I don't want to give away, like, too much for people who still haven't seen it yet because I was definitely like that where I wanted – I avoided everything. Right. But, like, what I'll say is give yourself plenty of time there. Mm-hmm. Dive into the market. Look at all the shops. Super cool. Try the flavored popcorns. They're yummy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Try the blue and green milk. I like the blue uh, milk better, personally. Agreed. They're both – But they're of both them are good. Bad, but the blue is phenomenally better. They're vegan. Mm-hmm. which is awesome and they're like a really good like snack <laughs> yes you know what i mean and also be on the lookout for characters just roaming mm, which like i feel like is something that disney kind of got away with um away from away from yeah for a while but like yeah ray's just like out and about chewbacca's just out and about stormtroopers are everywhere it's literally like you're just in the universe um it's so great like everything feels right yeah i'm a casual fan so take it as you will but like it made me it made me more of a fan like Uh i need to appreciate these universe i have to yeah and we have not eaten at the quick service or at Ogus Cantina or, like, done really any of the food options except the popcorn and the blue milk. Like, that's literally all we've eaten there. Mm-hmm. So we don't have anything to say, really, about the food. I've heard good things. I want to try it. Um, yeah, for sure I want to try it. Um, there's two attractions in Galaxy's Edge. The first being Smuggler's Run, which is the Millennium Falcon ride, which is really cool. It's really neat. It is super neat. We it's- chose... Go ahead. We were engineers. We chose to do single rider, but we ended up on the same, like, ride. Yeah. Which was super cool. So, like, everybody gets a role, and you have to work together to complete a mission on the Millennium Falcon. Yes. Which is right outside, and you can take a picture with. It's really awesome. (laughs) It's epically huge and, like, overwhelmingly cool. And you can, like, see the cockpit. So cool. Um, 
Yeah, but that ride is really cool, and it's also neat because, like, if you ride it multiple times and you get different roles, like, your experience will be different, and your experience in the ride is different because it's, like, an actual virtual reality thing where, like, what you do affects how the ride goes. Yes. So we were wonderful neat. engineers. High five. We were, we were great. We, we were so, so good. good. <gasps> Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Yes. Yes, you owe me a Coke from galaxy's edge yes which those are awesome because they like look like little hand grenades little thermal detonators thermal detonators they've got coke diet coke sprite and then they have this like weird dasani bottle that's pretty cool they all look the theming in this land is so good you know that that's coca-cola but it doesn't say coca-cola no so and um carly's asking if there's porgs anywhere there are like little porgs that you can buy that you can like <laughs> Yes. That you can, like, sit on your shoulder. And people were walking around with them everywhere. But they're, like, magnetic. Where they, like, they like clip in your shirt. People, and the little porg sits on your shoulder. People had, like, outfits for them. I know. I think they made them, though. And then they also have, like, a Groot, I guess, that you can get. Yeah. And something else, I think. But they were so cute. So cute. Um, and then the mothership of all rides is Rise of the Resistance. Oh, my God. I want to, like, say everything, but I won't. Which we luckily did get to ride in February, the last time we were at Disney. We did the whole shebang. And I will tell you, like, depending on when you're listening to this, like, things could change. Who knows? Especially with, like, social distancing stuff going on. Like, who knows what this is going to look like when the parks open back up. But you have to get into a boarding zone. And the boarding zones opened at 7 a.m. Or, like, right whenever park opened. So we got there super duper early, got Starbucks, chilled, found a spot, waited for the times to open, and, like, immediately got a boarding zone. Meg got a really early boarding zone, too. We were boarding zone seven, weren't we? Actually, I think we were, like, four. Yeah, we were really early in. We were definitely under ten. Yeah, we were, like, number four, um, which was fantastic. However, of course, it was a delayed opening so we still ended up waiting, like, 45 minutes until we could get on. But... It was fine, though. I mean, that being said, there were people right next to me who got, like, boarding zone 70, and they weren't going to get on the ride until, like, 8 o'clock that night. <laughs> so it, like, really is just I had random. a nap planned. I had snacks planned, you know? Um, what are your thoughts around comparing Rise of the Resistance to Flight of Passage? They are completely different attractions, but the quality, um, I would put Rise above it, in my opinion. I would too. I, I love Flight of Passage. I think it's beautiful. But that being said, it's nothing mind-blowing like Rise of the Resistance is. Flight of the Passage reminded me very much of Soren, which was technology that Disney already had. Um, it was cool and it was well done, but this it wasn't mind-blowing. Like, it was like, oh, this is really <laughs> cool, but, like, it's basically just, like, a Pandora Soren. Whereas Rise, and, like, again, I'm not going to ruin a whole ton, but, like... I've never ridden anything like that before. There's nothing like Rise of the Resistance, period. Like, mm -hmm. it is an experience more than mm -hmm. it is an attraction, and the only thing that I'll say is that, like, there are multiple levels to the experience. Mm -hmm. And that is what is so amazing about this ride. It's like you have, like, you you almost don't even know when the ride starts. Because it's yeah. like, 
you get yeah. you get in and then like you're immersed in the story and then all of a sudden like stuff is happening and um oh my gosh okay <laughs> one of our patrons wants us to elaborate on levels okay so i want to try to do this in like the least spoilery way however if you um want to just completely skip ahead just like maybe jump ahead a couple minutes so different levels meaning like you go into one part of the ride and things happen and then you literally like walk out of that part of the ride and walk into something and you're still in the ride but it's like they're acting and you're actually there and then you go into something else and then they're like it, it still feels real and it's like still part of the story and then all of a sudden something else happens and then you have to go into another thing and then that's like the sit down part of the ride but like the ride is already happening like you're already like in it it's the it would it i think it's the i think it's the most immersive ride it is the most immersive available. ride any theme park has ever come up with period before I rode Rise, I was hellbent on the fact that Hagrid's magical motorbike, motorbike whatever the heck it's called, I thought that that was the cool. <laughs> I thought that was the coolest ride I've ever been on, and Rise of the Resistance blew it out of the park. Like, it is just even if you're not a Star Wars fan, like I'm not gonna lie, that ride made me a Star Wars fan because mm-hmm. I was just like, when we got out of it, like my jaw was on the floor, and I was like, what the heck? did we just experience? Mm -hmm. It's just the coolest. I want, I wish it wasn't so hard to get on, which I understand why it is because that's how amazing it is. But like, I would have ridden that all freaking day. Yeah. I would have ridden that over and over and over and over again, just because like, it was so mind blowingly amazing. Meg's probably really tired of me saying this, but no, (laughs) I've said it like a million times, but there's like literally a part in the ride First of all, it's the most immersive ride, as I've said. But and like, the animatronics in it are the best I've ever seen. So good. But, like... Like, better than the one in Pandora, like, in the boat ride, I think. But go ahead. The... I wouldn't <laughs> go that far. I think it is. <laughs> Kylo but, Ren is so good. He looks so real. He does. He Ky- does. The Kylo Ren animatronic is freaking amazing. He looks pretty great. But... <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> even, like, the level of cast member there was so phenomenal and again i won't yes. ruin anything but it blew my mind and then like you think was... haunted mansion is immersive no not doesn't even touch the tip of the iceberg the cast this. members that do this a whole different level of acting yeah than haunted mansion what acting it was freaking real i'm telling you it was amazing there was a portion of the ride that this is gonna be 20 minutes of us fangirling about rise of the resistance but it's so good there was a portion of the ride that involved a level that's all i'm gonna say that i literally out loud was like that's so cool and i i can't i I can't wait to experience it again because i've only done it once and it i want to take someone with me who has not experienced it and watch their face because it was that cool. <laughs> I want to see so like awesome. I want to see like a really intense Star Wars fan ride that ride and like sit next to them. Yeah. Because I think even if you like even if you like hate the older or like the newer movies or whatever, like there's no way that your mind's not being blown by that ride. Regardless of the fact that Kylo Ren is like one of the lead characters in it and like the use of lightsabers and the use of like 
the ride mechanism, it's it's a um it's a trackless ride, just so that you know. The part where you're actually sitting in something on an actual like moving thing, which is not the whole time. Um, it is trackless. And it's really cool because there's two different paths that you can get. And I think that we oh, got the best path, which is I didn't know that. amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Also, before this, the only other trackless ride we have had ridden, we rode um, Ratatouille in Disneyland Paris. So that's where and we that got a taste cool. of that, which is really awesome. And I cannot wait for more rides to be like that because it just gives it a new Like Ratatouille level. at Epcot? Right. But anyway. So Rise of the Resistance, <laughs> A++++++++. Highly recommend. Get your ass up early. Get, <laughs> get a boarding zone and ride that ride because you will regret not going on it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Even if you're not a huge Star Wars fan and you're a Disney fan or an Imagineering fan, you will under, you will appreciate the detail and the amazingness of the ride mechanism and how it's set up and everything. Like, it is fantastic and i there could be people that disagree with me but i personally think it blows flight of passage out of the water like it's hands down flight of passage, yeah. so much better than flight of passage and i really enjoyed that ride for sure yeah yeah because like soren is amazing and then you take flight of passage and you're like wow this is like a super upgraded soren like how you can like feel the banshee and you can like it's better than soren and then you go on this and you're like holy moly yeah what did I just, like, literally we walked out of it and we were like, what did we just do? Yeah. We were just like, I didn't have words. It was just like, Like, our, our jaws were just dropped and we're like, <laughs> what Man, did we ride? I haven't had a good fangirl session for a minute. <laughs> that felt good. That was fun. That was fun. <sighs> um. Okay. Anyway, go. <laughs> just go. Yeah, just go. <laughs> uh, Grand Avenue. So you exit. Galaxy's Edge, and on your right, as you're exiting, is Pizza Rizzo and it's, the Muppets 3D movie. Can I say it's almost weird to exit the land? Because you're literally leaving a planet. I know. Like, it feels like, oh, I need to, like, I'm in Florida. Like, like I need to reassess my brain. Take entering and exiting Diagon Alley and, like, multiply it yeah. by 20. Because it's like, I'm literally leaving a planet, not just like this underground city, but like a planet. So just weird. to wind up at Muppets Land. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is kind of one of those areas that I wonder how long it's going to last. This is another one where I'm like, it's classic Hollywood studios. You've got the Muppets shop. You've got... The Muppets 3D movie, you've got Pizza Rizzo, which isn't even open all the time. And then you have, like, the Christmas shop back there, um, which I love. But it's one of those areas where you're kind of, like, it's just so random because you've got Star Tours right before it, and then you have Grand Avenue, and then you have Galaxy's Edge. So you're like, is Star Wars just going to take that over? Like, it probably should. It makes sense because, yeah, Star Trek. As much as I don't want it to. Yeah. Because, like, the Muppets are awesome. They either need to make the Muppets section better. Yeah. Enhance it. Or it's going to, I think it's It's going to be very outdated soon. I, but it's classic. And, like, as much as I love new attractions, I also love old attractions. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't want them to just keep getting rid of old ones. (sighs) 
with new, like I want there to always be this combination of both because I feel like that's what's so fantastic about Disney World. Mm-hmm. They have um, really nice bathrooms there. They do have nice bathrooms there. Yeah, they do. It's a nice like seating area for the people who are waiting. Yes. You don't have to go to the bathroom. And there's and the cute little nice Muppets bathroom. fountain mm-hmm. with the hidden Mickey. Always look for the hidden Mickeys. Always. If anybody has questions about hidden Mickeys, hit me up because I'm all about them. Especially at Disney World. Especially Magic Kingdom. Especially Magic Kingdom and resorts. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> we digress. Yes. Uh, then is Star Tours. Which I guess is part of Commissary Lane? Hmm. I don't really know. Yeah, right. Or is it part of Echo Lake? I guess it's actually part of Echo Lake, isn't it? Because if you look at the map, right. it's pink. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess Star Tours is part of Echo Lake. Star Tours is not as cool as Rise. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it's not. But I'm glad that they revamped it because I wrote it when it wasn't revamped. It was still fun. I liked it. But, like, now it's that ride, but doesn't make me as, like, ill. <laughs> I... You know what I mean? The I glasses kinda, are enhanced. It's better. I kind of miss it. What? Star Tours? Yeah, the old one. The old one? Yeah. Get out of here. I do. It was just nostalgic, but... I like the new one. I just, you know, like, every time I ride the new one, I get the same freaking combination Ugh. of Darth scenes. Vader and the Wookiee planet. Yes. Every time. Every time. Oh, no, no, no. Pod racing? Pod racing. Darth Vader. Wookiee, Wookiee planet. planet. Every time, that's what we get. And apparently it's random, but I don't believe it because I think everybody must just get <laughs> Darth Vader, the Wookiee planet, and pod racing. Yeah. But... I love the ad at. I think that that's cool. And then that's where they oh, do. Outside. Yeah. And that's where they do like the Jedi training that they have. That is really which cool. Which is out cute there. for kids. I forgot about that. They like train you how to be a Jedi. Um, Kylo Ren comes out. Oh, Wait, yeah. Wait, does Kylo Ren come out now instead of Darth Vader? Do they both come oh, out? Oh, I don't know. Actually. I swear I saw Kylo Ren. I don't know. I'm not but sure. But there's always like some sassy small child like taken on this evil villain and it's always really cute Ooh, ooh! i'm sorry back to grand avenue that's where mama melrose is which is delicious for a sit-down restaurant it's italian good italian so yummy highly recommend also baseline tap house is there and they have like a charcuterie board they have good beers on tap ciders on tap and then i think they have like a really big pretzel that you can order looks pretty good all right listen big pretzels are great yeah, they are. Great. You think it's going to be like, eh, whatever. It's just a pretzel that's bigger. That big pretzel at AMC Theaters. Guys, get it when they open again because so it is so good. good. So good. But anyway, Echo Lake. So back to Echo Lake. We've got, we've got oh, Jedi wait. training. Star Tours, yes. Can we give a shout out to what is no longer there? Lights, motors, action. I liked that show. Me too. It was like you were on a movie set. Hello, Guess what's Hollywood there now. Studios. Was it the Galaxy's Edge? Yeah. That's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> but that show was really neat. You got to like see a behind the scenes of like how they filmed like a car chase in a movie and like, oh, it was really good. It showed you like how they would put the driver in there. Or sometimes it was just a remote controlled car. 
There was explosions and high-speed chases. So good. Just want to throw that out there. I really enjoyed it. And backlot tour. And backlot tour. Where you could see Walt's actual private jet. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, and the Airful Tower. Yes. So, also in Echo Lake is the Frozen... For the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration, which actually is really cute and really fun. We saw it for the first time for the first time ever. We did. When we were there. We saw it for the first time when we were there uh, in December, and we literally missed Josh Gad by a day. Yeah. Josh Gad was at Disney when we were, and he actually came to the Frozen sing-along, and he sang with everybody. So jelly. Yeah. He so that was cool. Olaf's song. He did sing uh, in summer. I know, Iggy. It's not fair. I know. Um, what else is in Echo Lake? Indiana Jones. I haven't been to that in many years. I wish they would get the Indiana Jones ride from Disneyland. Oh, the Indiana over. Jones ride is cool. But the last time I went to this show, Meg was part of the show. And that I was hilarious. get to be... I did get to be a stunt person, and it was so fun. It was hilarious. I got to be, like, a villager. Yeah. I'm sure I have photos somewhere, somewhere, somewhere deep hidden off of, like, a disposable camera, but... <laughs> yeah, that was super, super fun. I love it. Um, And then, food-wise in Echo Lake, we've got 50s Primetime Cafe, which is oh, one of our favorites. So good. I used to have my lip pierced, and we went there one time, and they yelled at her. I had a tank top on, and my lip was pierced, and my tank top showed my tattoo on my back. So first they were like, "Hey, cousin, whoever, have you been fishing?" Because I had a ring in my lip, and then (laughs) and then someone else was like, "Have you been drawing on this girl's back?" Because I had a tattoo there. They're so funny. So they're like, they're like meant to be like mean to you. Like you're supposed to be like you're going to your cousin your aunt's house or something you're eating a family dinner yeah like they like make you eat your vegetables and if you don't eat your vegetables they'll bring them out to you for dessert before they'll bring you your dessert and they'll like, feed it to you it's hilarious um also they're known for their pb and j milkshakes which are supposed to be really good um you get a clean plate club sticker if you finish your meal yes at least they, they used to yeah but they're known for like pot roast meatloaf Fried chicken. Family stuff. Mashed potatoes. Like, super comfort food. Mm-hmm. Um, that used to definitely be one of the places that we would go, like, on every trip. Yeah. But we kind of switched it to being sci-fi dining theater, which we'll get to in a second when we get to commissary lane. But um, the other food there is Hollywood and Vine. And Hollywood and Vine is Disney Junior eating Mm -hmm. so we haven't done it and that's why we haven't done it however during during the seasons though they do like a mickey's or a minis seasonal dine so they'll have like a minis seasonal halloween dine or christmas dine which i've heard is super fun Mm -hmm. um, because like you get to meet minnie in her holiday garb and some other characters in their holiday garb which is kind of cute um and then the last the last area is commissary lane it's crazy which doesn't really have any attractions per se, just two dining areas. 
not just, okay? Sci-fi dining theater is so great. You literally sit at a table that is like a car, and you have these old, old movies playing like you're at a drive-in. And so we have an old drive-in that's kind of near us. And they played some of, like, that drive-in that's near us plays still, like, the old-school advertisements. Which are great. They're so funny. Like, old, old cartoons trying to sell hot, fresh popcorn, you know, like. (laughs) And they played those at this theater. So it's, like, it's authentically nostalgic and super cool. And their food is very good. Their food is really good. You can get, like, phosphates and, like, different burgers, and they're vegan-friendly, which is nice. They have, Mm -hmm. like, a Beyond Burger and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really fun. It's just a cool atmosphere. So, yeah, it's literally, like, a drive-in. Yeah. And then they have a quick service, which is ABC Commissary, which I don't love it, but some people, that's their thing. For lunch, it's a quick service. For dinner, it's called fast casual because I believe that you like order and then you sit and they do bring you your food. Kind of like be our guest for lunch where you like go in and you order and then you get your little rose and they bring you your food. Yeah. Um, But yeah. I think that that's all. Let's talk about our favorites, I think. Nighttime shows. Oh, yeah. How could we forget? So... Hollywood actually has two now. Oh, you're um, right. Let me see. I can't remember what the name of the Star Wars one is called. But they do like a Star Wars fireworks show. On the Chinese theater. In front of the Chinese theater, yeah. Um, and then also Fantasmic, which is like super classic and amazing. I love the music to Fantasmic. I love Mickey and Phantasmic. I have a really you get to see Steamboat Willie. Yes. I have a really funny relationship with Phantasmic because, like, I was all about wishes and wishes only forever. Not that I didn't see the other shows because obviously I did, but Phantasmic was always on the bottom. And, like, now it's up. Like, it's up there. Yeah. I don't know what I changed. Think that, I think it's because older shows have been retired. And now Fantasmic is the nostalgic show left. You're probably right. And like while I while I like Happily Ever After, it's not wishes to me. So right. like I personally, I think I would rather spend my time going to see Fantasmic because it's nostalgic to me. It's so good, and I I've only seen it like honestly three times in my life, which is crazy. But there's this part that like me and Meg always like happily make fun of like we're not actually poking fun at it but we always How laugh mickey dances. yeah mickey dancing um it's just thank you yeah it's classic and good and it's still like so cool how they do the stuff that they do and pocahontas it. is in it which is pretty epic there's a lot of characters in it it's really cool maleficent the evil queen so many good characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Fantasmic. I personally am a fan of the Fantasmic Fast Pass. Yes. I enjoy it. Um, you can get it, get it. Sometimes it's stressful getting a seat at Fantasmic. And the Fast Pass just alleviates that for me. And I like it. You're guaranteed somewhere to sit. You're good. You don't have to stand out there 45 minutes before the show. Yep. Super good point that Carly brought up. You can sit. Yes, like, Happily Ever After and Wishes, like, I loved Wishes, don't get me wrong, but, like, 
man having to stand in one spot at the end of a Magic Kingdom day to wait for fireworks is like the worst. That's what kills your legs. I could walk those parks yes. all day, but the second it's that standing. it's busy and I'm standing and walking a tiny bit in the line, standing, walking a tiny oh, bit, my legs will just be annihilated. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, and okay. all that sweat. So, our favorite rides, shows, food? Yeah. You go first. Favorite rides. If you could not tell, it was Rise of the Resistance. But if I were to take that out and stop fangirling about that You don't have to stop fangirling about it. If it's your favorite, it's your favorite. I want to give an honorary shout out. Okay. Tower of Terror. Which you'll find out later. But Rise of the Resistance is hands down amazing. How about you? Rise is definitely number one. And my honorary mention would probably be Toy Story Midway Mania. I wish it was easier to get on so I could ride it more often, but I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Shows. Fantasmic. Yeah, same. Fantasmic. What was your favorite out of the Broadway shows, though? Little Mermaid. Yeah. I would say Little Mermaid, Frozen, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, see, I would do Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Frozen. It's been a long time since I've seen Beauty and the Beast, though, so that might change. Beauty and the Beast and Frozen, like, the difference between the two, like, Frozen is just a sing-along, so it's not like they are acting a lot, whereas Beauty and the Beast, they're putting on a show, so I appreciate their acting. Also, Todrick Hall was in the Beauty and the Beast production at Hollywood Studios, and I love Todrick Hall, so (laughs) I have an appreciation for it because I love him. (laughs) Um, favorite food, sit down and quick service. We didn't talk about it, but there's also Hollywood, Hollywood Brown Derby, which is like a super fancy restaurant that we can't ever afford. We ate there once. We ate there one time. It's very expensive. We used, we used like special cast, cast member, member discount. discounts while we were there. So. <laughs> it's good, but it's like a fancy restaurant. So just throwing that out there too. Yeah. Uh, favorite sit down. Probably sci-fi. Same. With a very close almost tie with 50s primetime. Um, quick service. I don't know. I mean, I guess Woody's Lunchbox. Because it's different. And I don't know too much about the rest of the park food. Because I usually just would eat like a fancy dinner there. But I'll just say that. My favorite sit-down is sci-fi with an honorary mention going to Mama Melrose. Um, And then my favorite quick service is kind of, it's actually tied for Backlot Express, which we didn't mention. I'm sorry, but it's over by Star Tours. I don't know why I like it. I think they have a lot of dipping sauces, and that's why I like it. (laughs) They do. But they have, like, a dip station. Appreciate it. Um, And then Woody's Lunchbox is super yummy, so. Woody's Lunchbox. Come on down and eat. I just made that up. It's not actually a thing. It, well, that's the tune to Woody's Roundup, isn't it? I know. I just said I made that song up. Though. Oh. Okay, I got you. Fave merch. Oh, you know what? Carly asked us other questions way in the beginning, too. Yeah, let's see if I can find them. Let's look. Favorite merch, though. Spirit jerseys? <laughs> Actually, I've been really into lounge fly bags, and Hollywood has a ton of them. So when you're on, what's the first street? 
Hollywood, Hollywood Boulevard. There's like a store to the left, and I don't know why, but I not this. There's a Star the Wars. The one that store has a now. lot of Pixar stuff. Yeah, it. I just like I don't know what it is about that store, but I just have a lot. Like in that store, I'm like, oh, I like this. Oh, I like this. Oh, I like that. I don't know why. I like whenever you're going down Sunset Boulevard, there's a store on your right that has a bunch of like super girly clothing that has like the dress shop dresses and the lounge fly bags and leggings. I like that shop. Um, Carly asks, bring one thing back to Hollywood. What is it? Oh, I know. Go ahead. Osborne lights at Christmas. (gasps) Oh my God. That's so sad. So this hurts my whole soul. Why I, did you bring that up? Because it was the best thing about Hollywood for a long time, and then they got rid of it. So, like, at Christmas time, they used to do the Osborne Lights Spectacular back in the streets of, I can't remember the area America, that it was. It? Yeah, Streets, streets of, of America. America, which is now part of Galaxy's Edge, which I'm glaring at, even though I love it. Because I loved Streets of America purely for Osborne Lights Spectacular. Um, so that is definitely what I would bring back if I could. Some of the, one of our best memories is like, I think we were there with Rory. We got hot chocolate in our Mickey Resort And mugs, a pretzel. And a pretzel. And we sat there and we just listened to the music and watched the lights. It was so It was good. so Christmassy, and it, they would have it snow back there, and they would play mm-hmm. Christmas music, and there would always be hidden Mickeys, and... Like, you want it to feel like Christmas in Florida? <sighs> Boom. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Um, I'll pick a ride to bring back. And this does not mean I want to get rid of the ride that is there now, but I think the great movie ride should be back. It's just so classic Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it should be there. Favorite new edition. Can you guess one of those? Uh, Galaxy's Edge. I was going to say thing. specifically Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, but I like the whole place. whole place. Which attraction could you use the least? It's mm, a really good question. Uh, Star Tours, honestly. Probably Star Tours. I think Star Tours. Yeah. All right. Our favorite Hollywood Studios memory. Is yours the same as mine? Um, no. Who do you want to go first? I'll go because yours is funnier, I think. So, I don't know if it was funny just because we were there (laughs) and you had to be there, but whatever, go ahead. Uh, So, back by Grand Avenue where the Christmas shop is, there's also a bunch of fake snow. Meg! And there's like fake snowmen. And anyway, it used to basically be the exit to an attraction. I believe it was the exit to Lights Motors Action. You would have to walk through there. Well, anyway, the one time my mom and I... Katie, were you with us? Nope. No. Okay, so this was before Kate. My I'm shaming you. <laughs> my, my mom and I love people watching at Disney. It's like one of our favorite things to do. It's. I mean, it's great. So <laughs> we found a bench back by all this fake snow. Was it like a snowman? Yeah, there's like a snowman, but also like a patch of white snow. Right. And Classic. it rained. So everything was wet. So we found a bench, we dried it off, we sat down, and we were just chilling. And then Lights, Motors, Actions let out, and 
people were walking down that way and all of these kids one by one i swear every single one of them would go and climb on this fake snow and they would fall because it was wet they would literally just like slip and they would fall down all of the snow and my mom and i died laughing every single time and we literally sat there for probably an hour and waited for the show to let out like three times so that we could watch without fail every single time all of the kids would go and run on that snow and they would slip and they would fall and it was i'm sorry it was entertaining it just was iggy you're being so loud nobody got hurt right no i mean like they cried but it was just like "Eh, i did something stupid right right you know kids learning lessons it's all good it was hilarious plastic snow iggy (sighs) Iggy thinks it's funny. Iggy thinks it's hilarious. Okay. So, my favorite memory is from our last trip to... No. Second last trip to Disney. So, we went to Hollywood Studios. We went to Tower of Terror. We had a popcorn bucket that we bought. It was like a Christmas tree popcorn bucket that, like, lit up. You had to, like, open it. And on the inside, it was, like, a little switch. And it would light up. And it was cute. So, we carried it everywhere because... That's the most, here's a little inside tip, popcorn buckets are probably, especially if you're there for an extended period of time, best investment of your money because popcorn is a nice light snack. Um, The refills are only like two bucks and you can just get popcorn all day. So you always have a snack. It's the best kept secret at Disney. Yeah. Actually, that's Disney Vacation Club, but... What? That's her tagline, the best kept secret oh. Disney. <laughs> True. <laughs> so anyway, this popcorn tub is important. So we take it out of the ride because you you can take that stuff. You just have to, I mean, it has a strap on it. So like whenever I have a backpack when I'm on that ride, I always like loop it through my leg. Just I looped it through my leg. Right. Just to be safe, whatever. So we sit there on the ride. I think we were front row. Yeah. We get on. <laughs> we sit down. We put our backpacks on the floor. Meg puts the popcorn butt on the floor. So then this ride drops, right? And there's a lot of G-force. And, like, like the thing is, like, if you put a quarter on your knee, like, it'll hover. Whoa, you know? So it it drops. The popcorn button hits the gr- button. The popcorn bucket hits the ground and just slightly pops open. Just enough. So then we shoot up again. And when we drop again... <laughs> It opens, and this popcorn is literally floating in midair in front of us. And Meg looks at me and goes, the popcorn! Like, all in slow motion, right? Because, like, what's going on? And I look over, and we were crying. Like, tears were streaming down our face because this stupid popcorn was just floating in the air. Oh, my God. I haven't, I hadn't laughed that hard. It was hilarious. So funny. And, like, every now and then, no, it's not in the picture. We were so excited. I know. I was like, I wonder if it made it in, but it didn't. It didn't. We, like, ran down to see if it did, but it didn't. And we got a video, too. A new thing with that ride is, like, there's a little video clip that comes with it, and it wasn't in the video. Oh, man, I really wanted it to be. But it was so funny. Like, I'll just randomly think about it and be like, remember when our popcorn bucket opened on Tower of Terror? (laughs) (laughs) It was was so so good. So good. Um, I think that, like, wraps it up here, which yeah. is kind of crazy, but, um, if you would like to share your Disney memories during these park series, we're sharing our favorite memories from those parks, 
But if you want to share yours with us to read on a future episode, email it to us at grownupkidspodcast at gmail.com. It can be absolutely anything Disney-related, even if it doesn't have to do with the parks. So send it in, and we'll be sure to feature it on the show. If you don't know, we can be found on Podbean, iTunes, the Google Play Store, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify. Basically, anywhere that you can find a podcast, just type us in. We're probably there. Make sure you subscribe so you can be sure to get our latest episode as soon as it's available. You can find us on social media at Facebook, um, on Facebook at Grown Up Kids a Disney Podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Grown Up Kids a Disney Podcast group. They We're rock. On- they do rock. We're on Instagram at Grown Up Kids Pod, and we also have launched our Patreon, which includes our new Disney Yay. Dabbles, where Kate and I discuss anything Disney exclusively for patrons. The first one, or the first like series of Disney Dabbles, is going to be where we deep dive into Disney attractions and history about the attractions. Don't worry, we'll keep away from Rise for a little bit. Because you heard a lot today. Yeah, it won't be on Rise. <laughs> um, but this gives you access to our Discord and other fun perks. So check it out at patreon.com forward slash pod. And thank you to all our patrons currently. Yes, we appreciate you so much. So, so much. And we had such a blast recording this episode with Carly and Pesha. So thank yes. you guys for joining us on Discord. You're the best. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) And don't forget, adults are only kids growing up anyway. Next week is Epcot. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future.